Coming to you live and in living color from the bunker in Conway, South Carolina. I'm George Kite, and this is Violence and Jesus, where we talk about the Warrior Society and their walk with Christ. I want to dive deep with dangerous men and their walks with the Lord, how they got there, and what it takes to change. Come with us. Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome back this week on uh, our Memorial Day episodes. Um, spending time this week just uh, remembering and uh, celebrating Memorial Day and the men and women who uh, went before us and um, gave the ultimate sacrifice. Um, I have a really good friend of mine who uh, who I remember and. Me and a bunch of guys, we always go out and uh, look at his, uh, go to his graveside and kind of spend some time with him. Is a, uh, a guy named uh, Anthony Chad Owens. He was a specialist in the army, and he died in February of 2006. Um, I was in the Marines; he was in the army, and uh, um, we had uh, he had just got home on leave because the army, the way they did it back then, was they'd give these guys two weeks of leave in the middle of the deployment because they were doing year-long deployments and the marine corps was still only doing like eight month pumps so um we didn't get leave <laughs> we did that whole eight months and you come home but um chad had uh, come home and uh he had spent his two weeks at the house and i was uh, still in california um and he called me and i talked to him and i i encouraged him and i, I cheered him on and uh chad had uh, grown up in the church and uh uh, regularly attended a local Baptist church, and um, and Chad was a cool guy. He was uh, crazy. <laughs> he was a little hyperactive and crazy, but he was a good guy, man. He was a good guy, and uh, I'm fairly certain he was a pretty good soldier. Um, like I said, I didn't serve with him, but um, he was a good man. Um, uh, he, he got killed in Iraq. Um, he, he was shot. Um, I believe it was a gut wound that uh, finally took his life, but... Um, he was uh barely twenty one, if I remember, if I could do the math right. Twenty one, barely twenty one, uh, when he when he passed. Um, I think that's a it's a weird thing to put into perspective. And uh, you know, I'm I'll be thirty eight this year and uh for everybody in their thirties we feel like we're super old, but everybody in their fifties and sixties thinks that we still, you know, know that we're young at heart. So uh um it's a it's a big it's a big deal for us to uh think back and and say man these guys uh these guys were, were babies these guys were kids you know and I know if you're 21 and listen to this you don't think you're a kid but I know um but you're super young you're a lot younger than you think um so to look back and think man you know Chad Chad died when he was 21 uh it's crazy for me to think about so uh, I want to read you guys uh, Psalms uh, 27 and verse 1. Uh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Uh, having faith in the Lord and knowing that he's got your back, it definitely helps uh, in spiritual battles uh, and also helps in the physical battles, um, knowing that um, you know the Lord is with you and, and that you can... Uh, uh, 
rely on the peace and the grace and mercy of the Lord, you know. So uh, this week uh, we are um, we are highlighting a couple of uh, soldiers, Marines, airmen, and sailors who gave the uh, ultimate sacrifice. And uh, today I want to talk about two. The first one, um, it's a strange one because of this man's position. Um, major Charles Waters uh, is a major, and uh, he was a chaplain. Um, first of all, if you've never been in the military, just know that most officers really don't have to work, especially a major and specifically, especially super duper, especially, um, chaplains, uh, because of chaplains in the Geneva convention, um, they're not allowed to carry a firearm. Yeah. So think about that for a little while. Uh, it's a rare occasion that a army chaplain would be in close proximity to hostile front lines, but, uh, the general job description of a chaplain is to oversee and administer religious ministry to military personnel and at times uh, provide advice relating to religion, morals, and morale. Uh, chaplains don't carry a firearm. They don't carry a weapon in the battle. Uh, in Vietnam in 1967, Major Waters was moving with a company-sized element. Company uh, could be anywhere between 100 and 300 guys. Uh they were part of the U.S. Army 173rd Airborne Brigade when they encountered and were vastly outnumbered by a battalion-sized enemy force. A battalion, so remember it's 100 to 300. A battalion is 1,000. It's like 1,000 to 1,200 people. Um, it's a lot of people. Uh, they were quickly overwhelmed and needed to drop back to form a defensive position to regroup. Uh, during the initial chaotic melee, uh, Waters ran to the front lines to aid wounded soldiers. Completely exposed and with no firearm, Waters helped get wounded soldiers to safety. At one point, he even carried a soldier on his shoulders. Uh, When the Americans formed a defensive line, Waters realized there were several wounded men trapped behind them, between them, excuse me. Waters realized that there were several wounded men trapped between them and the enemy, the Vietnamese, while they were in the middle of this attack. Overcoming attempts to restrain him, Waters exposed himself to enemy and friendly fire three times to retrieve wounded men. Once he was satisfied that all the men were in relative safety, relative safety, Waters began assisting medics and treating the wounded, distributing water and administrating their last rites. Which, for those of you who are Catholic, you know what that are. If you non-Catholic uh, or uh, Protestant guys, uh, that's where they would, um, you know, pray over you and things like that before you pass. Uh, it was during this time. Uh, while he was praying and, 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 and distributing water, that he was mortally wounded. Uh, Major Charles Waters, chaplain, was awarded the Medal of Honor posthumously. Who, how many of us, when, when things get bad, uh, the last thing we think about is, is, is others, you know? When we are carrying a burden ourselves and we're having to deal with things, um, Sometimes the last person we think about is, uh, you know, family, friends, brothers, sisters, wives, kids. We don't sometimes we get a little selfish and we think about ourselves. Imagine being in the jungle of Vietnam. It's 110 degrees with the humidity and you're hot and you're sweaty. You're dirty. You're losing weight from trying to eat all the nasty food. And and uh, you catch you find yourself in a firefight. You quickly realize that there are way more enemy in the woods than there are friendlies. 
and all around you, you're watching casualties get shot and get taken and getting, getting killed and getting wounded and falling and screaming out for medics and screaming out for help. And the first thing you think of is to go and grab others. You're, you're unarmed. You can't return fire. Go and grab others. Go and save others. Um, I think that's discipleship in a nutshell. Might be a a super easy Pinterest or Facebook post jump there, but uh, you know, a lot of us we get hung up on whether or not we're equipped for the mission. Right? We're worried about whether or not we have the right equipment in order to disciple people and tell them about Christ. We get hung up on the fact that we don't have a theology degree, or uh, I've only been a Christian for a year, and or I've never read the Bible all the way through, or um, I've never once watched a Stephen Furtick video. <laughs> I don't know the words to any Elevation songs. Uh, you know, we get we get hung up on these this idea that we have to have all the right tools in order to uh, do the job. And um, what's crazy is that they used to build cabins with with hatchets. And axes and, uh, you know, long saws instead of the modern tools. But they still accomplished the mission. It was simpler tools, but they still accomplished the mission. And uh, if we could just focus on the fact that we don't need everything and you don't need to be a theologian, you don't have to be an expert in the Word of God in order to just um, be God's light in someone's life, to... um Show them what love is like, what kindness is like, um, to say the things that they need to hear, uh, to be there and just say, hey, man, think about you. A lot of times we overcomplicate it. I mean, we think that we have to go and we have to do all this and we have to do all that and we have to do all this and we have to do all that and I have to do that while I'm doing this and stand on one leg and juggle and all this other stuff just to make a, a point or to... Uh, uh, you know, discipleship, man. It doesn't matter how deep you are in; you're never too far ahead to reach back and help someone out. You know, so I want you guys to think about that. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal, you know. Um. This is one of my favorites because, um, if I remember right, these are the only snipers to ever been awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor. Um, but uh, you may be familiar with the story from the movie Black Hawk Down. But uh, Sergeant First Class Randall Shugart and Sergeant First Class Gary Gordon. Um, the movie Black Hawk Down was not an exaggerated dramatization of what really happened. Um, on the Horn of Africa in 1993, U.S. Army special operators were on their heels after two Black Hawk helicopters were shot down in Mogadishu's urban jungle. On that day, Randall Shugart and Gary Gordon were providing sniper overwatch from a chopper when the second crash occurred. They quickly realized the four crew members were stranded with no hope of a quick reaction force from ground units. It took Shugart and Gordon all of two minutes to volunteer to be inserted on foot to provide assistance to the trap crew. It wouldn't. It would have happened sooner, but they had to radio in three requests to command to be choppered in. 
Armed only with sniper rifles and sidearm pistols, Shugart and Gordon were dropped in nearly 100 yards from the second crash and had to sprint through the maze of shanty shacks under fire from hundreds of Somalians. When they reached the crash site, they immediately dragged the crew to relative safety and then set up an exposed defensive perimeter, just the two of them, to hold off the attack. When their ammunition quickly diminished, Shugart continued to provide cover fire while Gordon traversed from the wreckage back to the injured pilot to radio for help and to provide him with a small amount of ammo for personal defense. He then rejoined Shugart and the two men held off hundreds of attackers until their munitions were depleted and both were fatally wounded. The actions of Shugart and Gordon saved the life of the pilot Michael Durant. Randall Shugart and Gary Gordon were both awarded the Medal of Honor posthumously.